Welcome back to the Barrel Talk Podcast. This is episode 16, and in this episode, I'm joined by my friend Isaac Stolmeyer. In today's episode, we will be talking about five over and underrated NBA players going into this upcoming season, and also three over and underrated teams going into this upcoming season, going over some hot takes, and also breaking down our dream Christmas Day matchups for this upcoming year, if we were able to choose them. Hope you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, man. What should we get into first? Get in- I, I want to talk... I want to talk to these underrated players first. I just want to go go down the list here. All right. I I think I got a couple. I think I got a guy who slept on here, like really slept on. Like no got, one's talking about this guy. I got under um, honorable mention. All right. Who's your honorable mention? He just didn't make my list. I'm going to go with RJ Barrett. Ooh. I mm. think it's time for him to take a little bit of a jump and start to become like the actual second option. And I think Kemba yeah. is Kemba, I think Kemba's into the point where he's gonna be the third. And I think towards the end of the year, Emmanuel quickly will be in the starting lineup and Fournier will be off the bench. Yeah. And I think RJ Barrett is somebody they that have, can really take a leap. They have a weird team. I'm I'm not big on that team, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about more of that, yeah. that later. But so RJ Barrett's honorable mention didn't make the list. I like that. I think he's underrated too, but he's also only his what third year. Yeah, he's so young. He's younger than Zion, I'm pretty sure. Like mm-hmm. he's he's barely 20. So I I wouldn't say he's underrated yet, but he's he's good. Um, so here here's here's my five. I'll give you my five. Mm-hmm. So Jalen Brown, I love his game. He's so versatile. I think I've talked about him in the pod a ton. Jalen mm-hmm. Brown is one of my favorite players in the league, even though he's a Celtic. Yeah, this is the guy who. I that was going to be a little, a little more slept on everyone else. That's Jonathan Isaac. This mm. guy, he's so fun to watch. He's, he's like legitimately everywhere. He is Bam Adebayo on defense, yeah. but with actual guard skills. Yeah, and and yeah, his his offensive game isn't anything, but defensively, he's a nightmare. I always remember always playing in like two K my leagues. Jonathan Isaac is that oh dude God. who wins Depoy like every year. And yeah, I think if yeah, he can exactly. just stay healthy, yeah, the Magic are terrible at the moment, but he's young. Mm-hmm. That whole team is young. That's, that's that's by design, though. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not going to win any games, but if he can just stay healthy for a good stretch of the games or even just the whole season coming off an ACL, I think it was, he should be fine. He should actually start to develop an offensive game with no main scores. He is the guy that the Magic – or not the Magic, the, um, the Nuggets should have traded for. In my opinion, I think if, if I don't, was he hurt at this point though? If he yeah. was hurt, okay, he's been hurt like mind. all last year. I, I I haven't really known how long he's been hurt. I just he's so fun to watch, and yeah. I'm really excited for him to get back to it. Um, another guy, Philly, Tobias Harris. He's he's playing into his contract because other guys are getting paid so much. Curry's what fifty three now. Yeah. Ames 40, LeBron's 45, Anthony Davis is 40. Tobias's mm-hmm. 35 isn't that bad when he's giving you 20, you know, eight, six, or three assists, decent percentages too. Yeah. I feel like he's a little he's people sleep on him. But yeah, he's been around. Jay Cole's been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. I I like that pick, honestly. I think especially if you guys move on from Ben Simmons, I think Tobias Harris can really step into that second option depending on who you guys trade for. And I just think if you guys do say you guys get like Malcolm Brogdon or somebody in that realm, just another guy, then go get your 20 points. Then Tobias Harris, I'm like, okay, 
you're getting paid all this money. I need to see 22, right. 23 points a game oh, yeah. with better defense and stuff like that just to mm-hmm. solidify himself. Because he's more – before the finals, I would say, he was in the Chris Middleton realm where they were those third mm-hmm. options. Yeah, but and then, then Chris Middleton playoffs, kinda, he dropped. Yeah, and then Chris Middleton skyrocketed to the second option on a finals winning team. So I think he's still in that yeah, realm. Chris Middleton. Third option. Chris Middleton moved himself up a tier, a yeah. couple tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then my last two, um, Devonta Sabonis, who is Sabonis, yeah. just criminally rated. He is so good. Mm-hmm. Like he's legitimately a triple du- double threat every night, and no one talks about him. I think the Pacers. And then, be pretty good. I, yeah, everyone's gonna be come come back. Um, TJ Warren didn't play last year. People forget that. Yeah. I forget that. Because mm-hmm. it's the Pacers, who cares? But um, and then my last one is my guy Rashawn Holmes, uh, mm-hmm. former San prospect. He did, he did. He's he should really. I really wish he would have went somewhere like Dallas or Charlotte, but just to see them, Sacramento. Uh, yeah, that would have been so nice. I yeah, mean, Sacramento's. I mean, I don't know. They're all right, I guess. Terry Halliburton's fun. So is Jaren Fox until he gets traded to Philly. Right. Um, let's let's hear your who you got your your five most underrated players in the league. Um, number five, I got Ben Simmons. I think really? honestly, I really thought this over. And I was talking to my dad about it. Ben Simmons will never have that stretch of bad free throw shooting ever again in his career. I think that was more of a mental block. I think he's gonna come back on a mission this year. I'm not saying he's going to be shooting threes or anything, but he has a lot of pressure on him this year. And I think he's going to exceed expectations, even if he stays in Philly or if he gets traded. I think if he got traded to us, he would flourish. And I even think he's going to play great for Philly this year. I think they're going to hash everything out eventually. Okay. I like that. I like that. And people forget Ben Simmons is an all-world defender. He's a guaranteed have defensive i not first been team. saying this for months yeah months, he's, he's a guaranteed defensive first team guard all five positions the only thing is now that people are starting to say he's always saying something about shooting but now there's a little free throw stretch it ain't gonna happen again i promise that it can't there's no it's statistical not, no, way yeah. i mean there's no, no way it's gonna happen again no nba player can just be that bad yeah. all the time right like i hope so it's not gonna I'm, happen i'm not falling for the videos i'm shooting Oh, I'm not doing it. No. I saw uh, him. He like pulled up from half court. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not falling for it. Nope. Because they that's were um, real game, Ben. I saw he was doing drills and a bunch of people were saying, Who's uh, going over Ben Simmons screens? And he was doing <laughs> oh. over people were uh, chasing him over screens. I'm like, Yeah, that's not gonna that's a bad drill for somebody like Ben he's, Simmons. He's the kind of guy that when the shooter see like the defender sees him catch the ball three point line, they literally go, ah. You shoot that. They'll, yeah. they'll tell him to shoot mm-hmm. that. But at four, uh, I got Kemba Walker. I think okay. Tibbs really likes him, and he's actually at home and like in New York and everything else. And I think the Knicks are in a prime position to where they could have multiple guys be the first option on the team at every given mm-hmm. night, like Julius Randle, Fournier, they really could. Barrett. Kemba, Dare Rose off the bench. And I think if the Knicks can have Olympic Fournier show up, yeah, they'll I be, might. They'll be great. I might change my opinion of them. Yeah, but Kemba Walker, I feel like 
he's been, had some really injury plague seasons these past two or three years. And I think if he can just oh, stay yeah. healthy for a stretch of games and he's going to get the Tibbs plays his guys like crazy amounts of minutes. And I think Kemba Walker, people forget 2020, he was an all-star starter. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He was the all-star starter wow. in 2020. And I think if he can really stay healthy, he will be just fine. He'll be go back to the old Kemba Walker like we saw in Charlotte. And I think the Knicks are going to be pretty solid if he can do that. But my next one, Jordan Poole, I think for him. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. He showed at the end of last year because he had he was in the G League. And then I think after All-Star break, he actually started to get real minutes with the Warriors and everything else. And then he just exploded. He started scoring 20, 30 points He's a got game. a little bit of Bradley Beal in him, man. Yeah, he like, is. He, a, would, he does. He is a bucket getter. And I think. He's in the prime spots where we don't really have that much scoring punch coming off our bench and ball handling and playmaking. I think he could really expand his mm-hmm. game and be more of a playmaker and be more consistent with just shooting the three ball and everything else. I think he could average 15 to 20 off our bench easily. I think he could be in conversation he for could, six man. Oh, yeah. He could be a your Sean Livingston, but 2021 or 2022 version yeah. where – He's facilitating out of the three-point line and just creating his own shot, however he can get it. Because he, he's he got handles. Like, mm-hmm. I watched – I think I saw a video of him working out. He can he can move. I, I really – I think Jordan Poole's prime for a big year. Yeah. Next one, who I think is prime for a monster year. I'm talking possibly most improved. Terrence Mann. I have some this guy. I've got, I got something to say about this one because with Kawhi Leonard being out for who knows how long with this partially torn ACL and it's Kawhi. So he'll probably take as much time as he possibly needs. He's going to get his own doctors in there. He's going to do yeah. his own rehab, private suite. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to see this guy for a whole two years. <laughs> Terrence Mann's the reason the Clippers went to the conference finals in that game six when they were down and they came all the way back against Utah. And I think Terrence Mann in a more improved role. 39. Yeah. And him getting a bigger role, especially they don't even have Pat Bev now. Terrence Mann's one of their, mm-hmm. like a Pat Bev on defense, very physical, very up in you. And then on the offense, he has it. He only needs to work on his shooting. He can get to the cup. He's super athletic. He can oh, finish yeah. on anybody. He's strong too. He's yeah. strong. Yeah. And he, he even said that he feels like a vet. When he's only been in the league for like two years <laughs> in the summer league. No, one, no one's big like him. He's like a football player. Like yeah. he's, he's a big dude. And the Clippers and Ty- Tyron Lue are going to be relying on this guy to score mm. the ball at will, to play defense and everything. I'm not saying he'll have like a huge jump in scoring, but I feel like his impact on the game will be a lot bigger now that he will have a bigger role, especially at the guard spot. I feel like he could almost be their starter. If Kawhi Leonard's out for a while, they could slide Paul George down to three because he's like what six eight? Yeah, six eight, six nine. Six eight, six nine. Yeah, he's tall, but he could play the three. You could have Terrence Van come in at, at your two because who would it be? Luke Kennard. They didn't even play him in the playoffs. The only thing that I would say that they would do is probably Reggie Jackson, um, Paul ah. George, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and probably um Zubak. That would probably be what they mm-hmm. run. But I could definitely yeah. see Terrence Mann also starting and then just bringing like, Nick Batum. I feel like Terrence Mann, will, he won't start, but he'll finish the games. He's yeah. definitely a closing lineup kind of guy. Yeah, he'll be in the last five I like to close it. For sure. And then my next one, my last one on here, 
pretty much the same thing I was just talking about with Kawhi Leonard. Michael Porter Jr. is about to explode this year. I'm talking Michael Porter Jr. is going to be averaging 20 to 25 points a game with Jamal Murray still being out a good amount of this year with the ACL. Probably will be out till like probably out till at least Christmas, right? Yeah, at That's least Christmas, said? maybe maybe early, late, somewhere in February. So I think Michael Porter Jr. is just gonna take over that scoring role, that main scoring oh, yeah. role over Jokic. I think Jokic is gonna obviously run the team and do what Jokic does. But I think Michael Porter Jr. is gonna mm-hmm. take the scoring load, get you about 20, 25 a game. Maybe not on the best splits, but Michael Porter Jr. is going to chuck him up regardless. So I think he's, yeah, he's he's probably the best for most improved this year for me. He's like – he reminds me a lot of Jason Tatum, just mm-hmm. in overall play style and in the fact that they're just both so inconsistent. Like Michael Porter Jr., when he's locked in, is legitimately like a top 25 player. He cannot mm-hmm. – he can't be stopped. He's 6'10". Yeah, 6'10 but, with a pure stroke, man. Right. but One of the best jumpers in the league. When he's off, though, oh, he he's off. Like, he's oh, yeah. Bad. And he, he's not going to bring anything for you defensively, though. Oh, That's never. facts. He doesn't try. He just, whatever. He could. He could, but he, this is a nice game. Yeah. Plus, but, with his back injuries, he's not that mobile. Mm-hmm, but I think he's primed for a monster year, especially oh, with yeah. the bigger role he's going to have. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I like your list. Want to go to overrated? Overrated was hard for me. It was. This was tough for me, too. It was hard for me. You can go ahead and start. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my first guy, uh, DeMar DeRozan. I'm not a big DeMar guy. I never have been. I think his game is, is a little, you know, it's a little outdated. You know, you know, I'm a big three, three point shoot mm-hmm. kind of guy. I love, but I don't know. He's old. He's in a new system. He's playing. I don't know if he's going to adjust as well as people think he will in Chicago. I think he's going to start out a little rocky. And he's going to salvage his season a little bit. But overall, he's not going to be the guy that everyone in Chicago thinks he is. Mm-hmm. You think the move is a little overrated? You don't think the Bulls are going to be that much better I, with DeMar DeRozan than they would be without him? I, I think the Bulls are going to be a lot better than they were. But I don't think it's going to be because of DeMar. I think DeMar's going to contribute a little bit. Like He's, he's still a good player, mm-hmm. but he's, he's, not, he's not the DeMar that he was in Toronto or even San Antonio. Yeah. But, the Bulls are going to be better. Oh, yeah. I, I think like they're the going to be better more because like of the defense they brought in with Caruso off the bench and Lonzo. And then I also think Vucevic is getting exactly. slept on a lot. Like, Vucevic isn't 25 and 10. Mm-hmm. But I think they're, they're right. starting and, to be good. Um, Patrick Williams has taken a massive step up, but I, I got some Bulls stuff later. Yeah. Uh, do you want to alternate? I kind of like the – let's – yeah. Alternate. So who's your first overrated guy? Yeah. First overrated guy this year is D'Angelo Russell. <clears throat> now, I hate to say this like that. because from D'Angelo Russell a couple years ago when he was on the Nets, he was an all-star caliber player bringing a team to the playoffs that really wasn't even supposed to be there back when the Nets were like the most fun team to watch in the NBA just because of their antics oh, yeah. on the bench. Yeah. But the thing for me with D'Angelo Russell, he's kind of having that Kemba Walker type of a couple years where he's – Never on the court. He's always hurt with some little knick-knack injury. And when he's on the court, he's not playing like the D'Angelo Russell of old. And people are saying that if he's healthy, that will play good. But I'm just not – he just doesn't bring enough to 
take Minnesota in from the bottom of the West to a playing team at best because he doesn't play defense really at all. And his playmaking is okay. It's solid, but he's just inconsistent. I don't think he, they're going to be that much better with him even on the court this year. I think they're going to still be at the bottom of the West. I, I agree. Uh, I think his game is just like a step too slow for mm-hmm. what Minnesota wants to do. They want to run. He likes to kind of slow down, take some yeah. dribble, like set it up a little bit. And he's not that great of a shooter. Like he shoots a lot. Yeah. He's his percentages are not that great, especially at the volume that he shoots. Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely think uh, D'Lo is an overrated player. He didn't make my list. Another but reason why I'll say he's going to be overrated. Actually, he, he did. He, he did. did. I had I swapped. Yeah, I swapped Gordon Hayward for him. Okay. Because another reason why I would say he's going to be overrated this year, I don't. He's not a one. He's not a point guard. He's a two no, guard. He's not. He's a combo two. Somebody who can play off ball and take like he's a CJ McCollum, but a little worse. Exactly. In my mind. And I'm like, they're going to play him at the one. Because are you really having Pat Bev start at your one? They're probably going to bring him off the bench. You got to start Anthony Edwards at your two. And yeah. then at your three, you got Malik Beasley, who is really a two. So I'm like, he's out of position. They got a in my problem opinion. in Minnesota. They're, they got way too That's, many twos over there. They desperately need Ben Simmons. Yeah. Because putting him, like, I know he's not a point guard. He is a point guard, whatever. He can be their point guard. Yeah, actually. he can be their point forward. Yeah, but he can be their starting four, and you can yeah. have like a, a power forward, an actual power forward play. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think a D'Lo for Ben Simmons swap could potentially make some sense. Yeah, because D- I think um, I like the idea of D'Lo on Philly way more than I like him on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But who Absolutely. you got? Who do you got? I think uh, I have the. F- uh, Bismack, Biombo, French version, Rudy Gobert. Rudy you know Gobert. how I feel about him. He's yeah. tall. He's he's tall. Like he doesn't do anything on offense. Yeah, he sets some screens. Whoop de freaking do. And he gets a bunch of rebounds because he stands and he's tall and he's got long arms. I'm sorry. I I, just, I understand he, it. He's just the, the media, the the these Utah Jazz people with you know. There, there's nothing to do in Utah. So all they do is sit and just make up these advanced defensive stats that mean completely nothing, but value what Rudy Gobert does. So it makes him look so much better than he actually is mm-hmm. because yeah, he's so, he's so great defensively, right? Why did he literally get played off the court in the Clipper series? Yeah. They were going right at him and on every PNR. Exactly. Exactly. Terrence Mann said it himself. I'm pretty sure. Right. I think someone said like, we're trying to go for it. And it either mentioned- him or Paul George. Yeah. Someone mentioned it. Like they were going for him. So if you can't, if you literally can't be on the court in the playoffs, you're, you're not good. It happened yeah. to Ben Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Gobert. And he doesn't really bring anything offensively. The only thing no. I'll, I'll say is he's like the anchor of that team. And Utah is always one of the top five, top 10 defensive teams in the league. So I can't really say he's overrated, it's, but I, I know what great. you're saying. It's great until the playoffs because then yeah. in the playoffs, it's over because it's just a different game. Mm-hmm. And to me, I can't value you as a player that way. Mm-hmm. Like you got to contribute something offensively. Yeah. 
I, yeah, yeah, I understand the value of that pick. I got another Utah player. Mike Conley. Uh, I yeah. think Mike Conley's going to take a huge step back this year. I was really hoping that Utah went out and got themselves like a younger point guard. Like if they went and got like just scenario-wise, say if they got like Lonzo, just a younger point guard in there or like a Terry Rozier who's okay. not that much younger, but is better in there my opinion. There is not a team in the NBA that Lonzo Ball would be a perfect fit on. He could literally yeah. help every single team. But, no, just, I'm with you. Mike Conley is – I just don't like how old right that up. roster is around Donovan Mitchell, and I think Mike Conley is just going to – this is the first year he's been healthy for a stretch. He definitely shouldn't have been in the goddamn All-Star game, though. I will say that. Huh. I think he made an injury replacement or something. Yeah, I forgot. I think it was Devin Booker or somebody that got hurt. Yeah, and he replaced them, but I just there's so many other guys, and I just don't see Mike Conley even staying the same as he was last season. Because for the Utah Jazz to actually make get over that hump and make it to the finals, they need somebody else that's going to come in and get 20 points a game. I'm not talking about Jordan Clarkson, you know, it's not going to be Rudy Gobert. Joe Ingles is getting up in age, Bogdanovich is getting up in age, and I'm like, yeah, who's that? They don't, yeah, they don't have that young guy that's going to come in there and really develop for them, so they're going to just stay stagnant the entire season again. Yeah, they're going to be a one seed, but when it comes playoff time, are you taking them over the Lakers, Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers? None of these teams you're taking them over. And I think Mike Conley is a big yeah, reason of that because they don't have that third star. And they paid Mike Conley all this money just for him to give you, a, what, 15, 16 points a game that somebody like Ricky Rubio can give you for like yeah. half, quarter of the money? Yeah, right. No, Uh you were preaching to the choir because well, we'll talk more about it later, but you basically put words in my mouth with that jazz thing. Mm. Um, I'm with you. Mike Conley is overrated. I think the U- Utah kind of screwed up. They had two directions to go. They, at, at one point, they're like, all right. It was like 2017. They're like, all right, we have Donovan Mitchell. He's a star. This guy is our guy. We need to find someone to build around him offensively. And they could they could have either gone small forward or shooting guard. Mm. And they went, or point guard. They went point guard. And I think if they would have grabbed like a, a small forward, like a scoring guard, like someone like Tatum or Michael Porter Jr. or someone like that, then I think the Jazz would be a completely different and better team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because, Joe Ingles somebody that you need coming off your bench now. I don't think he's exactly. a starter. Yeah. It's same with Bogdanovich. I think he's getting to that point. He's great at stretches, but then at other stretches, he's really bad. And I think he's getting old it's, enough in age to where he's a bench up bench role now. Yeah, he he's never been a good defender, and he's mm-hmm. only going to get worse from here as he gets older. Like he, the jazz, jazz they're in a tough spot, honestly. Like mm-hmm. they're they got the one seed, I know, but uh, we'll talk about more of the jazz later. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, next guy. Let's see, Demar Gobert, uh, Al Horford is my next guy. Um, why is he in the NBA? Why is he even in the NBA? He's he's overrated. Because is on an NBA roster. This guy is washed. He is done. He can't move. I'm pretty sure I could hear his joints like creaking through the TV when he played for <laughs> Philly. He was so slow. He has no shot. He like it, it, he just looks legitimately like an old man playing basketball. Like, yeah. He's yeah. done. The fact he's still on an NBA roster is nuts. I think he's going to – I wouldn't put him overrated because I think he's going to be good for Boston, just has more of a locker room presence, and he's played with Tatum and Brown before. And he can step out and hit the three ball and give them more spacing. He's just a great 
center that can do just a little bit of everything for Boston, and they needed a center to begin with, and Al Horford yes. already played for them. So I think that I wouldn't put him overrated. And on Boston, especially now that they got Schroeder, Smart, um, Tatum, and Brown, his role is going to be very minimal. He can give him like 10, 12 points a game with like eight rebounds. I think he can still do that, especially if limited minutes. Plays, if he plays any more than 12 minutes a game, then he's overrated in my book. Well, That's yeah. the way I see it. You got to think, too. They got Robert it, Williams. Robert Williams, minutes. yeah, but uh, they, they're paying Al Horford good money. Yeah, but I he's, feel like I, – I doubt he's going to be a locker room guy. I have a feeling Al Horford's going to play a lot of minutes. He, I think he should, but I think towards the end of the latter half of the year, I think they need to really think of him coming off the bench and having um, – Ennis Can not Ennis Cantor, Robert Williams come in and be that starter because he's so athletic. They have Ennis Cantor on that team, too, yeah. that's the thing. And He's probably God. We, what a what a horrible horrible team. We can talk about Boston later because I got yeah. him somewhere. We gotta talk about that. All right. But who's your Who's your next overrated guy? Where are we on three? Uh, I just said my third. Yes. Next one, bit. I don't really know how to think of it, but I'm gonna go with Spencer Dinwiddie. Really, guy who hasn't played in a year and a half is overrated. Mostly because he's talking like the Wizards are going to be in the fucking top three team in the Eastern Conference. Well, you can't fault a guy for being confident, right? What's he supposed to say? Ah, we're going to barely make the playoffs. Yes, with the Wizards. The first... Yes. What are, you spo- what are you supposed to say? I have no love for the Wizards anymore. After what Bradley mm-hmm. Beal did this offseason. I, I, <laughs> I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he did We that. talk about Schroeder fumbling a bag, but... Bradley Beal's the real loser this offseason because he chose to stay with that sinking ship. Yeah. He's voluntarily like cause he he said came out said, like, I'm thinking about like I'll think about it. And mm-hmm. then he's like, you know what? I'll think about it. And I'm gonna stay. So uh, I can I can I can change it up real quick now that I just thought about this player. All right. Go on, Drogic. He's not overrated. He's no. Not no, here's why he's overrated. I all think right. he was in a great situation in Miami where he could come off the bench, he could start. They had all this trust and faith into him. He can come in whenever, give you – and he had great playoff performances. But here's yeah. what's going to happen. Toronto's either going to trade him or buy him out because he doesn't want to be there at all. He wants to go to a contender. And some teams are going to pay him way too much money, and he's going to get fucking hurt like he got hurt in Miami in the finals. And I think he – people look at Gordon Dragic and see what they saw in Miami in the playoffs, but that's not going to happen. He's getting up there in age. I think whoever picks him up, which will probably be a team like Dallas, which needs him, mm. or another team that somebody I, else that needs him. I could see Goran Dragic getting up in Golden State. You guys definitely need like a backup point guard, and you're not afraid I to think, spend the luxury tax. Well, yeah, but I think – He's looking for a ring. Oh, and, yeah, he's looking for a ring. And you guys are, you know, in kind of desperate need of a backup point guard, especially now that Nico's in Italy. Um, I think so, we could possibly get Rondo. I don't know. I think we could possibly get Rondo for cheaper because Rondo Rondo would be a Rondo's going to get. Yeah, he's going to get bought out. He's going to get bought out. He's not going to be in Memphis. Mm-hmm. If he is in Memphis, I'd be very shocked. No. Yeah. So he's no. gonna. I think that's somebody who we should go and give. But Goran Dragic is going to be my three for overrated. All right. My four was uh, D'Angelo Russell. Um, mm-hmm. 
you convinced me to swap him for Gordon Hayward. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, is Gordon Hayward really overrated? He averaged almost 20. Yeah, he's yeah. hurt. I don't think he's oh, over. Uh, yeah, I was like, eh, he's like, no one really thinks of him like that anymore. So yeah. I'll just skip on to my fifth guy, my last guy, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam? Yes. I, I got to defend him. I, I think in the right situation, he could have a, like a reemergence. Mm-hmm. As it stands, if he stays in Toronto, I don't think he's going to improve much. I think he's going to kind of stagnate or decline just steadily. Because I don't, I don't know, his shot kind of disappeared a little bit. I uh, looked a little slower on fast breaks. His spin move was just not working. People weren't falling for it anymore. Like he just wasn't the same player that he was three seasons ago. Yeah, I gotta defend everybody on the Toronto Raptors roster last year because they weren't in Canada That's at fair. all. And uh, Pascal was going through shoulder problems the whole year. He had to get surgery at the end of the season when they got um, didn't make the playoffs. And I think Toronto, if they're at can they're going to be at Canada next year. And I think they're going to be just fine. I think everything's going to go back to normal. I think they're going to be a competitive team to try to make the plan or the playoffs. But Pascal Siakam, like you said, I do agree that I think he needs a new situation for him. Like, like a Golden State who has a bunch of spacing for him, who he can just come in and be that glue guy or somebody like a fuck, like a Denver or something like that. So where he can just come in and just be that third hey. option, the third option. Cause he's, he was in, he was the third, fuck. He was the fourth option on that Raptors team because of Fred Van Fleet. The Kawhi Leonard one. Yeah. You know what? It went. Yeah. Kawhi, Kyle Van Fleet. Yeah, you're right. See, I, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a deep team. I think he would be very good on a team like Boston, where he mm-hmm. could be the four. You move Tatum to the three, Brown to the two. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure that Siakam is like this number one option that people think he is. Oh no, he's and definitely that's a why. That's why I put him at overrated because he's, in my opinion, he's not even better than Andrew Wiggins. Like, oh, he's not. It's just his bag isn't as deep for a number one option when you need that out of a number one option. No, he's, he's the kind of guy that you like, you pass it to after the fast break comes doubles your star. He's your mm-hmm. third option. So that's it for my overrated guys. So I think you got two more. I got one more. Oh, I do got two more. Yeah. Cause I had D that was my fourth. Mm-hmm. I have Anthony Davis. Really? I think Anthony Davis is going to end up being, just injury plagued the rest of his career. Sad to say wow. it, but I think it's not going to be Russ has the third option. Russ is going to be the second option on this team. That is that is a hot, that's a spicy take. Shit. Half the time, I think Russ during the season will be the number one option. And I think LeBron is just going to take a backseat this whole, whole season, unless it's a big game until playoffs time. Then he's going to be like, hey, I'm the main guy again. But Anthony yeah. Davis... The main thing about him is his health. If he's not healthy and he comes back, because he looks terrible against Phoenix when he did play, and he looked he terrible did. at the end of the year when he did play. And I just think if he keeps having these little knickknack injuries all the time, he's never going to be back to the Anthony Davis that old when they won the chip, before the chip. And I think if he keeps cannot stay healthy, he's just going to continue to just be this overhyped player that never plays yeah. like his old self. That's true. But – Last season, the Lakers had like a 45-day offseason or something ridiculous. Like oh, they yeah. had no time off. 
Yeah, so I understand a, a guy like that is going to have just more injuries. He's already an injury prone player as is. So mm-hmm. you, you take away his offseason, he's gonna get hurt a ton. I think Anthony Davis is definitely overrated. He's not he's the third best big in the league, fourth if you count Giannis. Yeah. Um but I I don't know if I want to say he's overrated because he's it's Anthony freaking Davis. He's so good. Like, I think he's he's locked in. No one's stopping him. Yeah, but I think when you look at the top players in the league, you're taking uh like he's not top ten, even healthy though. I agree. He yeah. is over. I think you're taking 11, 12 guys over Anthony Davis to be your number take, one to be your number one option on the team. I would take Damian Lillard over Anthony Davis, number one option. Oh, I take Damian Lillard 100. percent I damn near, I damn near say I take Paul George as my number one because just because Paul George can do more, I there, can give, I can give there, Paul. That's a good like right there, like and yeah. like Anthony Davis and Paul George. They're right now are the same tier to me. Because mm-hmm. I can give Paul George the ball late in game. The only thing with Anthony Davis, he always needs somebody to give him the ball, and that because he's a big. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of guys that I take as a number one option over him. That's why he's overrated for me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. Who's your uh, fifth? This is gonna be interesting. After oh, what I saw, you know how big of a Miami Heat guy I was. I was you really heavy. about to discharge your your team? You died for this team. I did. I did. But overrated going in the next year is going to be Jimmy Butler. 100,000% agree. I think. Absolutely. I just, it makes me so upset to see Jimmy Butler, somebody who had no problem shooting the goddamn three ball three years ago. Then all of a sudden he gets to play making the ball a little bit. And then all of a sudden, oh, I don't shoot threes no more. I'm Bron. I can just play making shit. Like, no, you're not like Bron to where you can just control the game by passing. No, Jimmy Butler, you are not built like on a team to where you can just take nights off like that. Yeah, you got other guys that can score, but Jimmy Butler, they need 20, 25 out of you. I'm tired of watching Miami Heat games to see Jimmy Butler give me like fucking 12 points on terrible splits like he was against the Bucks. How do you let Mm -hmm. Brim Forbes? Somebody off the Milwaukee Bucks bench score more than you in an <laughs> entire series. He just looks scared. Like, he will be wide open and just won't shoot the ball and look to pass. I'm like, Jimmy Bell, you're a scorer. Yeah, you're not the best three-point shooter, but you're a scorer. You're wide open. you got to take those looks. And especially if he just doesn't develop a three-point shot this year and doesn't start taking more threes to give Miami more spacing, he's going to be overrated because I think what we saw in the bubble, that shouldn't happen. That's not how Jimmy Butler usually is. I have no idea why he stopped shooting the threes because he was a good three-point shooter in Philly. He was like 34 or 35%, which at the time was league average. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's, he has the ball in his hands way too much or anything. I think Kyle Lowry should have the main ball handling privileges on this oh, next yeah. Heat team, but I just don't. Jimmy Butler, Butler doesn't is, change his game back into a scoring hmm. mindset because they have their leader in Kyle Lowry now. Right. He's almost regressed into – Bam at a bio, but a guard like yeah. a all the rest exactly playmaker. Like, you don't needs, need two of those guys, yeah. And Bam needs to work on his bag because he struggles with taller guys. He struggles, he's, with, he's undersized, he's like six eight. Yeah, I think they need to have him play the four. But Jimmy Butler, if he doesn't expand, like, expand his game offensively to how it used to be, the Jimmy Butler, like on Chicago, like 
that's yeah. averaging about 20, or Minnesota. 25 or Minnesota, somebody who's taking over games. Even last in Philly, year, he was hitting clutch, clutch threes. But I feel like on the Miami team, even in the bubble, yes, he was playing good. But like, I feel like there was times where he was stat padding and everything else just about to get a triple 21. double. 21 from three 21 that's terrible you can't have that especially on miami that's why they were that's why the bucks whipped them in the first round yeah i i love that they were the only team to get swept that that just made my heart happy i hate the miami heat <laughs> but right, uh you, you want to is this a good time to split the episodes where how long are we recording oh i don't know we can just okay. keep going until it stops cool all right uh hot takes i think that's what's next on my thing right yeah, we can go on the hot takes. All right, bet. Ooh, I got a, I got, I got a couple on here, but I, I have some more. All, All right. right. So my first one, and this is, this is, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. I think that Ben Simmons will come out shooting. I think he'll shoot. Really? But, but Philly still trades him. Mm. Philly trades him to an underperforming. Denver Nuggets in exchange for Jamal Murray and picks. Philly banks on Jamal Murray coming back fully healthy. Jamal Murray takes his time rehabs. Philly kind of waits for him to come back in the playoffs. Jamal Murray comes back in around February, March, comes in. They try and make this work this offseason. And then this upcoming next offseason, they really move things around, finalize this team, and make a run for it with a Jamal Murray, Tobias Harris, uh, Joel Embiid core. Mm. Okay. All right. I just it's it's how does it's that work? How well how does that work in Denver? I can see it working because Denver does need defense, but then again, they do already have Aaron Gordon. I think they just re up Aaron him. Gordon. I, the reason why this is such a hot take is because it's contingent on the Nuggets underperforming, which I kind of think they will to start the mm-hmm. year. I can and see I, that. I feel like Aaron Gordon will be included in the trade. I feel like for salary reasons, I haven't like done the math on this trade yet, but uh, he could he could also get thirteen or just come off the bench. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I could kind of see how, it. It's, how a, it's valid, a hot. Take. How valid? It's it's hot. It's hot. It's it's but, it's hot, but it's not like steaming. Because I got a steaming one on here, and then I got a couple hot ones on here. I have one right. steaming. I have two steaming ones. I want to say the steaming ones for the end. Give me just give me a hot one. The Suns will be the one seed and will dominate the Western Conference. Wow. That's, that's let crazy. Me, let, me, let me break it down. Okay, let's hear it. Out of all the teams in the Western Conference, they are either hurt or they need to see how they play and move things around. The Lakers need to see how they are, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are hurt till Christmas. Yeah. Clippers are hurt. Denver's mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah. Utah, Utah is the only comp for the one seed because the Lakers will eventually get to the 2-3 two, two, seed. Yeah, and then they will. There, any other team below those guys are not a one seed team. And I think no. Phoenix, who re-upped Chris Paul, already knows their team identity. Already knows what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul can just stay healthy. They're going to dominate the first half of the season because every other team is going to be trying to figure their shit out. But Phoenix oh, yeah. is over here just winning games. Yeah. I think that's no. why I think they could be a one seed and dominate. I think they're going to dominate the first half of the year. Like Domin- I think, like that. I think Phoenix is going to – because I think their first couple games, I think they play the Lakers. I think they're going to murder the Lakers. Wow, just coming out strong. I think – no, I think they're only going to have a couple losses, like (laughs) 
maybe 10 to 15 losses by all star break. I, I see that. Your I think they're going to, I think they're going to murder us on, I think they're going to murder us on Christmas day. They're gonna you guys are going to be, gonna kill the you guys are going to be a pushover till at least January. Like, let's yeah. just be real. Yeah. Steph's not, Steph's heart's not going to be in it until Clay's back. I think if we can just stay in the playoffs, we'll be fine. Just, just stay healthy. Yeah. If we can just, just stay healthy. Hopefully, hopefully somebody steps the fuck up. A healthy Warriors team, even if you guys are like a six seed, that's dangerous. Yeah. Like, you're not a six seed. Yeah. Right. Uh, another hot take of mine. Um, Kristaps Porzingis comes out, proves everyone wrong, plays well. Like prime New York Porzingis New York again. He hasn't had a, a full off season to actually sit and heal in so long. Dallas has asked a lot of him, and he he knows. I mm-hmm. think he's I think he's gonna take that and all the hate that he got this off season because he's he's a sensitive player. Like he lets yeah. that into his heart. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna take it to heart. I think he's gonna work on his game. He's gonna come out strong. And I think Dallas is going to be a nice little team. Might might sneak in like a top top four seed. That's a that's a lukewarm. I can see it happening, but if it does, I wouldn't be it's surprised. That that one's just, just a little warm, you know. I just yeah. popped that in the microwave a little bit. Mm-hmm. My next one: Portland will lose in the play-in and miss the playoffs. That is what I would call a cold take because I 100 percent agree. I think just because Portland's been that team that has always came through and just made the playoffs these past couple of years, I think they are going to lose their first game in the plan and they are going to be done and Portland will blow it up completely. I'm talking everybody on that roster will be gone. I like that because there's a lot of good teams in the West and mm-hmm. Portland isn't much better than those. Like, honestly, like how much better is Portland than like New Orleans, like let's be they real. Just, they just have Damian Lillard. Exactly. Like, they just have him. That's the diff. Like that's it. And if Dame is hurt or he's he doesn't average forty points, Trailblazers are going to be right in that mud for like the bottom half of the West. Because I yeah, they could very easily fall out of that race. Mm-hmm. And I just think a big problem with Portland is always their defense. I think Chauncey yeah. Phillips is going to come in there and change some things, but they didn't do anything this offseason player-wise besides sign Norman Powell to a bag and bring in Cody Zeller. That makes yeah. me think any differently of them performing better defensively because their backcourt is probably the worst backcourt defensively in the league. If and I'm then, Dave Miller, what am I still doing in Portland? Like, yeah. Why am, yeah. Why am I not? I think this right is now. this is a lukewarm one because I think Portland's yeah, like I said, they're they're one of those teams that always scratches their way into the playoffs and makes it tough mm-hmm. for the one or two seed these past couple of years. But they won't they'll get eliminated by another team that I'll have <laughs> coming up later. Um all right. I think this one is this one is my second spiciest take. It's not that spicy, but I think that Joel Embiid wins MVP. Uh, a little little biased, I will admit, but it was his award to win last year. He just got hurt, and he just got hurt, and I think he is is doing more of the same this off season, losing weight, working on his game, injury prevention drills, strengthening the muscles in his knees, his lower back, his neck, all that stuff, to make sure he can stay healthy for longer. Philly has almost no expectations because yeah. we suck. We're just not a good team. Mm-hmm. So I, knowing I, that, if we are a top three seed and Joel's doing his thing 30, 15, three assists, two blocks, and 50, 40, 90, why not? 
Ben yeah. Simmons sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris isn't all that, and like we're, we're, I, I love Joel. I got I gotta go for a guy. Yeah, I I got that. That's not it's not really a hot take for me because Joel is always in the MVP conversation. He just always gets hurt at some point in the year, which like shuts all it down. Yeah, I I think next year. It's gonna be an interesting race because I know Curry's it's gonna be in it. Joel Curry, Luca, gonna Jokic is gonna have a case again. Luke Jokic is gonna have a really good case again, especially if they're a top five seed. And Jamal's out, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Joel Embiid's really the only guy in the Eastern Conference that I think has the chance to win because I don't think KD, Kyrie are hard, and I think they're gonna be taking a lot of time off like they did this year especially now that they got hurt, and that's the reason why they lost. And I think Giannis won't win it just because of fatigue. Yeah, everyone's kind of sick of Giannis winning. Uh, another – a guy I could kind of see getting some MVP love this season, Jason Tatum. He He's at that level, in my opinion, if, yeah. where he's the true, unheralded, like, number one star. He mm-hmm. is that franchise. If he can just stay consistent. If he can be, fine. be consistent, he could absolutely – be a dark horse MVP candidate. If, and Boston if just Boston's needs to good. win games. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. But Boston can win games. I think he'll be in the argument. Mm-hmm. But the next one, I don't know how hot of a take this is. This is no, nah, it's a hot take. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's a hot take. I love that. The Hawks story is not over. And they oh, will no. they will upset a top seed in the first round again. And they will continue and go to the Eastern Conference Finals where they will lose to the Brooklyn Nets. I got an even hotter take for you. They're not going to upset anyone in the first round because they're going to be a top seed. Oh, you got them being a top seed? I do. I when, love I, well, when I say, when I see, say like upset, like I think they'll I win think the first round and they'll beat the Bucks. I think they're a three seed. I, I love this Hawks team. They're good. And DeAndre Hunter coming back. They still got Clint Capella. They brought back John Collins, so he's he's excited. He's ready to be there. And Bogey's uh, still there. Bogey's still there. Don't forget Shreve Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have an geez. actual backup point guard now. That's what Chris Dunn was supposed to be, but now they right. got Sharif Cooper, who can come in and run the PNR. Like, I'm very excited for that. This team is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. I you, think they could they, if they match up with any other team but the Nets in the second round, they will beat them. Oh, yeah. I, I would. I would agree. I think just, they'll they'll kill Boston. I think they'll beat the Bucks. And then the way they play basketball is perfectly suited for the playoffs because it's a half court offense designed to just shoot as many threes as possible. I think it's, it's a reinf a reformed version of Mike D'Antoni's offense, but just mm-hmm. more movement. Yeah. Like they create open threes in the half court offense so well. So many of the shots that they made against Philly, there was no one within five feet of them. It was so frustrating. And I will say, I got another hot take now that we're on the topic. Let's hear it. I trust Trey Young with the ball over a playoff playoff run than I would James Harden. Wow. I trust Trey Young a lot more than I trust James Harden with the rock. A lot more. Yes. Okay. It's in I, general? Yeah, in I think third? in general. I think James Harden is, like Westbrook, phenomenal regular season guy, but he always has these relapses when it comes playoff time, mm-hmm. when it comes to the big moments and everything else. And I think Trey Young is just better at running an offense or running a team compared to James Harden is. 
James Harden's a better offensive player. Trey Young's a better playmaker. I think he's a better leader when it comes to running a whole offense in general. That's a that's a spicy take there. That one we're, we will have to revisit that one. Yeah. In six months because. I completely disagree with you on every level. I love James Harden, and I think he has had some bad luck in the playoffs, and he's had a bad game. But come on, that recency bias is driving. Is no, no, it's here. It's here to stay. We shall see. All right, uh, my last one. I think is my hottest take for sure. The Lakers of Los Angeles will not make the finals, nor will they make the conference finals. I think that they will lose in the second round. I think they're going to get a high seed because they have Russell Westbrook, who just wins games, and they have a good team. Like, let's be real. But Mm -hmm. come playoff time, I'm staying on this hill, but I have a feeling that Russ will not share, like, the ball. He's he's going to share, obviously, but he's not – you think it's just going to be the same Westbrook just because he's with LeBron? You don't think it's going to be any kind of different? Exactly. He's I, going I to take that. the shot. He's going to miss the last shot because he's not a good shooter. Uh, and they're going to lose in the second round in seven games to a team like Denver or even Golden State. No, I think a team that would really actually – I think a team that would beat them is the Dallas Mavericks. I think I – think Oh, Luka, yeah. I Luka think Luka hates Luka. L.A. I think it's, Luka could get LA. it done. I think Luka is probably mm-hmm. the only person that could get it done in seven games against them because he his impact on the game, like shit, he damn near beat the Clippers by himself past two years. Yeah, and, and the I Clippers think, were better than the Lakers. Yeah, and I really don't like that fit of Westbrook. I have to, I need to see it throughout the stretch of an entire season because Westbrook in these past I don't couple even years, need to see it to know I don't like it. Yeah, because Westbrook in these past couple years has been terrible until post also break. Mm-hmm. He's been terrible until that point hey. and i'm like they got him so westbrook because westbrook's gonna win your regular season games that's what he does yeah but i'm like if he has this thing where he doesn't play good until after all-star break then shit but i think la just got him for a big name and i like that take i I could definitely see that take happening but I it would it would have to, out there steaming yeah i would it would Lakers have to fold my ass it would really you know what could happen Oh, this would be insane because it could actually work out. The Clippers beat the Lakers in the second round because the Clippers would be a lower seed. My gosh, I, I wouldn't. I need. I'd need to just watch ESPN for just twenty four hours straight that day. Yeah. After what Stephen A would just have a field day with it. Because I already. Oh my God! Get Bayless. I already on ESPN, but could you imagine? Kawhi would, Leonard, Paul George, and those Clippers beat the Lakers in the playoffs. Mm. That would be that would be crazy. I, 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 need to I think that. that could actually work out. Yeah, I that could LeBron. actually. Don't get me wrong. I think right. the Suns are going to be too high of a seed to face them in the second round again. And I think Utah would be too high of a seed. And I think Golden State might be like the other side of the bracket. Yeah. The way that I'm thinking of how the season would end, because we could do that in a future video, season predictions and everything. Once, once the teams are like finalized, finalized. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my last one. And this is your hottest one, right? This is this is. Oh, spicy. I got I got two more. These are two the, the two hot ones, hot ones. I have no more hot takes, so let's hear them both. Kyle Kuzma 
will be in MIP conversations. He, I don't think he'll win the award, but I think he'll be in conversations. That's not a hot take. He's in a new system where he's like the like clear number two guy. Of course he's going to yeah. number gonna look better. But this next one is why I saved it. Because this is the team that Portland will lose to in the play-in if everything stays the same. The Houston Rockets will be a play-in team and John Wall. <laughs> wait, John Wall will be back to a top 10 point guard. Wow. To all 15 people listening, I hope you know I almost fell out of my chair just then when he steaming that steaming hot take. That nuclear bomb of a take onto the pod. Houston wow. Rockets will be a playing team and they will beat the Portland Trailblazers. And John Wall will be a top 10 point guard in the league this season. Where's, is this all because of Kelly Olenek? Is that what you, is, is that where this loves? He's not even on the Rockets. No, is he? no. He's, I just, in, I just think they have. They're going to be a super fun team to watch, and I think if John Wall can stay healthy because he didn't really play bad when he came back, he averaged like twenty and six, twenty and seven, and him and Christian Wood never were on the same court together. And I think no. him, Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., Kenyon Martin, they have a solid bench unit. And then you bring in Jalen Green. I don't know if they should start him or bring him off the bench. I think they should bring him off the bench to start he's the gonna, year. He's going to start. He's the number two pick. I, but is he a three? Where are you putting him? That's the only thing. Are you putting him over Kevin Porter Jr.? Or are you putting Jalen Green at the three? You could probably put Kevin Porter Jr. at the three. He's, he's tall, right? He's like six seven. I think, well, if you start John Wall, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, you have people that are going out there and getting their own bucket, and they're going to be very, very hard Oh, no, guard. never mind. Kevin Porter is 6'4". What am I talking about? Yeah, so I think if they could run a lineup of them three, though, and then Christian Wood and then just Sean Tate, Kevin mm-hmm. Martin Jr., they're going to – I think scoring – defensively, I don't think they're going to be a good team, but I think scoring-wise, if they can just put up the points, I think they can get to the plan, and I think they could upset Portland. I think I'm very confident in how Jalen Green's going to play this first year. I think that that is a crazy take um, because Houston is just terrible. Like, yeah, Christian Wood's awesome. And John Wall was fun in 2012. But John Wall also shot terrible on those 20 points. And he shot the ball a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're not playing with anybody, though. Like, like, like he didn't have Christian Wood. He didn't have Eric Gordon. And they right. still have Eric so, Gordon. So no one else was shooting. So he was just putting up shot after shot after shot. And he, he got us 20, but on um, 20 shots. And Jalen Green, he's great. He's he's super good. I, I'm really excited about his potential. But I don't know if he's if he's gonna be good enough to take them from being the worst team in what the league, right? That was their they're the worst team in the league record wise to making the playoffs and yeah. beating Trailblazers. Ah. It's a hot take. I, it's lo- a steamy I love one. this. I love the take, and I love Houston, and I love what they're doing. I I just think that one might be a little too spicy. That one. If they would have just kept like Kelly Olynyk, my take would be so damn near so valid. Kelly Olynyk's an all star player. It'd be a cold take. They wouldn't. Even, yeah. They they'd be like a lock for the playoffs with Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. But what are we on to next? Do you want to go to four or three overrated teams and underrated yeah. teams? Yep, all right. I got three overrated teams. Um, I just give them all to you now. If you want, or we can alternate. We can Remember. alternate. All right, I'll go first. Um, the first team I got, I'll just get the quick, easy one out of the way. I already talked about them. Is the LA Lakers. Yeah. Um, 
definitely think they're overrated. I think they're losing the second round. Yeah, so. and they're my two, but my three, Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, interesting. I think. Why is that? Jason Kidd's a terrible fucking coach. There's reports yeah. from that that Bucks team that he coached that he ran his players into the ground, and you're taking a player like Luca who does everything for your team, and you're probably gonna run his ass into the ground. And I don't think Jason Kidd is a good coach at all I for this read, Dallas Mavericks team. And Luca is Luca's got an attitude to him. I mean, he led yeah. the league in text. Yeah. He's not afraid to speak in mind. Mm-hmm. So and I'm I'm damn near want to say they should have just went and got fucking Mike D'Antoni and just said. Why didn't they? Because him and Luca together would have been fun. That would have yeah. been so fun. Yeah, and I, I was like, when they hired Jason Kidd, and I don't think they made any good enough roster moves to improve him. There's going to be the same Dallas team that everything runs through Luca. The only thing that could change is, like you said earlier, with the Christoph Porzingis thing, which I hope it does because I, I don't want to see have them in my mind as an overrated team. But I just think just because they have Luca does not mean that they're a guaranteed fucking six. Yeah. Especially no. how tough the West is. That's why I got them overrated because they just didn't make any moves to be better besides making a bad coaching decision, in my opinion. I think they had a bit of uh, addition with by subtraction. Getting rid of uh, Josh Richardson is actually bigger than it seems because he's terrible. He's not good at basketball. So getting rid of him is good. And I do ultimately agree, though, that Dallas is almost on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoff picture. Like, I can realistically see them missing the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I can see them being overrated. Um, team that I got um, that I haven't talked about much yet is the Knicks. Uh, overrated? Overrated. I They just have a bunch of guys, and I'm not sure how well they fit together. That mesh is weird. I've never been big on Tom Thibodeau as a coach, and I think the guys he's playing are – going to get really tired like through the year and it's going to show and then in the playoffs they're going to fall apart again the first round Mm -hmm. i think that they're getting all this love i i mean i'm not sure where people are like ranking them at but i wouldn't put them anywhere above a six seed in my opinion yeah especially not this year Mm -hmm. unless they can muster up a good amount of wins to get above there because last year boston was below miami was below toronto didn't make the playoffs so like, there's just a lot see of them missing that, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I really could. Yeah, I could. I could see it. Depends on how Kemba being in the plan. How Kemba is. Yeah, so I'm like, I think I'm not, I've never been big on Kemba either. That's another thing. I've just never liked his play style. Like, he's this small guard who doesn't play a lick of defense, doesn't pass the ball at all, doesn't create for others. Just was only looking to score for himself, and he often does it with inefficient shots that he's not great at shooting. Mm-hmm. But a reason why I'll defend them is because they're one of the only teams this offseason who added to what they actually needed and didn't just add pieces just to add fucking pieces. They added what do they need? They needed uh, better guard play and more perimeter scoring shot creation. Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. Yes, they're not the best in the league at that. But for the Knicks and what they got Kemba Walker for on a buyout, they didn't even need to trade for his contract. Cool. The only thing Evan Fournier contract little big, but New York has money to fucking spend. They still have money to get another max player. And when mm-hmm. it's when a free agent comes in and they look at their roster, they already got their identity is set. They have young guys and RJ Barrett quickly, 
Randall, Mitch Robinson, if he still stays there. Then you got Kemba, who's an all-star player. Evan Fournier, who's good. And I'm like, an all-star, a superstar player would want to come to New York and look at this roster and be like, I can be that guy to push New York to the next level. And that's why yeah, I, I want to say they're overrated because I, th- I think their move set them up really nicely to go out and get somebody else in the future. New York, New York always does this thing where every offseason they just go all in. They're like, all right, you know what? We're going to just put all our chips in. We're just going to get every free agent we can get our hands on mm-hmm. like every year. And it always fails every year. It's great. Uh, what's another overrated team you got? All right, because this is my last one because okay. I have the Lakers at two. And then I'm going to have to speak on this because I have the Warriors. Really? I think we are the most overrated team in the league. We didn't make wow. any real offseason moves or acquisitions that would be big enough to replace Klay Thompson coming back. Because, listen, I have all the faith in the world that Klay Thompson, not this year, but next year, will be like Klay Thompson or some form of Klay Thompson that oh he was. But not this. I said not this year. I think he's going to be a shell of himself this year when he comes back. And I think we are going to be struggling in the bottom of the playoff picture in the play. You got you got the long, long view, huh? Like you're you're not even worried about this season. You're you're I, done with this season already. No, no just for Clay Thompson, I think he's gonna he's gonna come back and be okay. But I think once he gets this season out of the way, I think the next year he'll be back to some form of his old self. I think somebody coming in who hasn't played basketball, a real NBA game in two years, he's going to struggle, especially when he comes back on Christmas Day, a big televised game. I think he'll play good in that game just because of adrenaline and everything. But I'm talking about after the fact. I think he's going to be struggling a lot. They're really relying heavy on Andrew Wiggins to take another jump. I don't know if he can. We have question marks and Kaminga, Moody, who both didn't play very fucking good. They didn't play good at all in the summer league. They're very consistent, very shaky amongst the rookies that were drafted in the lottery. James Wiseman is a huge question mark. Who knows about his development? And then the only people on my bench I'm for sure about, we traded Pascal away for nothing, by the way. And then we get Jordan Poole, who was the only player yeah, on our nothing. bench I'm for sure about. Otto Porter and Bielitsa, I like the pickups. Great veterans for good prices. Like that. But I just don't think among the teams in the West, we're asking Curry to have another insane year. Yeah. Just for us to You're be asking a little much. Yeah. It's either... Because our predictions are all over the place for me. It's either we're going to be a fucking top three team or we're going to be in the goddamn playing again. Or it we're going to be a five Clay Thompson. Yeah, it, and they're putting way too much pressure on Clay Thompson. That's why I want him to go get Siakam, another all-star. So Clay Thompson doesn't have to come in and automatically, oh, shit, we're in. We're like the ninth seed. And Brett, teams are starting Bradley to get a leg Beal up on us. Did yeah. you guys dirty? Yeah, if we had Bradley, Bradley Beal and we still had Clay Thompson coming back, we're a fucking top two team in the West. Washington wouldn't want Clay Thompson for Bradley Beal. No, if, I'm saying if you're if trading we, Bradley, so you would you'd keep those. You would keep Clay Thompson and Brad, Bradley yeah, Beal. Yeah, that's why. I mean. And you guys would be instantly a top three seed or I top just, three team in the league. Yeah, and I'm just like this year we just didn't. I think I hope so that we're making seeing how this rides out with the Wiggins and Clay Thompson, and we're seeing how that works out, and maybe we make a move next year. But I'm just like to the point where we might just be a little overrated from what I'm hearing from the media. Because Stephen A fucking he says Curry and Clay are on the same court were a conference finals team. I'm like, no, the fuck we're not. Ooh, yeah, slow down. Yeah, you we have, are. I need you have to like see us no play. bench now. 
I need to see us play. We have our bench is very shaky. That's why I have us overrated because you already know how I feel about our offseason moves. But I just think we're overrated because our roster is so fucking mid. We need Curry to play at MVP plus level for us to be how our expectations are set. And that's just unrealistic for us. And fuck, we already got one of the toughest goddamn schedules. Our first three games are like Lakers, Clippers, and like Denver or something. Yeah. And then we play Phoenix on Christmas Day. And I'm like, bro. But yeah, that that Just wraps up my guys, overrated huh? teams. Yes, we always have the yep. toughest goddamn schedule, and we always we have twenty five plus national televised games. Like, yeah, my guy. Uh, I think this is my most overrated team. Um, or not my most overrated team. The Lakers, is the most overrated team. Mm-hmm. But this is another team that's very overrated. Is the Utah Jazz? I love yeah. what you said about Mike Conley. Love yeah. <laughs> that sums it up well. This team's getting older, and Donovan Mitchell is. A superstar, yeah, and he's he's not going to have anyone to help him out. What's Mike Conley and his sixteen points going to do? Oh, thanks, Rudy Gobert. Thanks for your twelve points per game, dude. Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. It's just they don't right. they they're not they're too old of a roster around Donovan Mitchell. Yes, they're going to be a good team. Yes, they're going to be a top four team defensively and offensively. They're going to be great in the regular season, but once it comes playoff time, man, they're going to fall like they always do. It's always oh, we're this great team that plays completely together. Then we get to the playoffs, and then it's just, oh, give Donovan Mitchell the ball and get out of the way. Right, because no one else – because they all fall apart in the playoffs. I think that um, they would be a very interesting destination for Rondo. I think because Donovan Mitchell – is he's a proven star. You don't need another backcourt scoring threat. I think they Donovan need a four. They need somebody like a Siakam. They need – Siakam would be great. Andrew yeah. Wiggins would be someone else would be good. Um uh, just just guys like those who are just three fours who can score. That's what they need. Yeah. They don't uh, need three and D guys. I completely understand. Completely understand your take. Yep. That's we talked about it earlier too. We did. Yeah. Uh so underrated now. Underrated? Uh, yeah, you go first this one. Charlotte Hornets. I have them too. Love it. Go for I just think no one's talking about them, and they are so fun. Yeah, they're going to be very fun to watch. And re-upping Terry Rozier was a great move. They stole James Booknight in the draft. They still got their guy, Kai Jones, who I think is going to play a big part of the season, especially because they don't got Cody Zeller. And I think that this team was already a playing team last year. You're giving LaMelo another year. Gordon Hayward can hopefully be healthier this year. Uh, P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges can hopefully take another jump in I just think this team offensively is a lot to fucking handle with Lamella running the show and Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward on the wings. And I just like what they have working. And I think, I yeah. don't know if they're a guarantee. I'm not going to say they're a playoff team, but I think they yeah, can the East is looking in. a little bit. The East is looking more like the East of old where there's like two or three top teams and the rest kind of just fall in. Mm-hmm. That's what the East is kind of starting to shape up like a little bit. I yeah, think the top Charlotte three are going to be Miami, uh, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. I think Charlotte can absolutely be a seven seed. They can yeah. make the play in. Um, I, I can see it. So I, I have Charlotte as a team, but another team that I think is underrated is the Chicago Bulls. They had, in my opinion, they had the best offseason. Martin Rosen, I'm not a huge fan of him as a player. But you get DeMar DeRozan. But he, you, you didn't have anybody else. It makes it makes a, a decent amount of sense. Yeah. Who? Where is he going to go? He's going to go there or Lakers probably. So, mm-hmm. 
Alonzo Ball pickup, though, and the Alex Caruso pickups, Great those pickups. are huge Great because pickups. they play today's game. They are guards who have crazy IQ, can defend both guard positions, can hit the three. Um, they know when to step off and just play off ball. They know when they have to go and get to the bucket. Alonzo has improved so much as a shooter. They're both decent free throw shooters. I mean, they are fantastic pickups for a team that's – not you to still mention, have Kobe White. Two guys who can get you. You still have Kobe White. And also you have two guys who can get you 25 easy. Yeah. And Zach Levine and Vucevic. And then like, they – This is At the team. moment, they People still have Lori Marketing. are not expecting. They still have Lori Marketing at the moment. Yeah, who, if they keep him, great. He's seven-footer who can shoot. Or they can flip him, and then you have whatever is left of him, which will be something good. The Patrick Williams pick in the so, draft a couple of years ago is now looking like such a genius move because Patrick Williams is perfect, that perfect glue guy, that three. I like I like the pick at the time. Yeah, I thought it was an okay pick because Patrick Williams in the summer league was yeah, it's, killing. I, I, I love that pick. Was, I didn't put him on my one. list because I knew you would. It's just me. It's, <laughs> the Bulls? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who you got? Who's another uh, underrated team? Um, Pelicans. I like the Devontae Graham I like move. That. I like the Jonas Valanciunas move. You're giving Zion another year of development. And B.I.'s an all-star caliber player. And I think giving them robbed. more. Yeah. They robbed the Grizzlies. Yeah. And I think Jonas Valanciunas. Bledsoe and even Adams. Yeah. Valanciunas. Uh, big that can step out and hit the three. And yeah, most games, especially in the playing, because I was watching, I was tuned in to Grizzlies games, were was 20 and 15 walking yeah. on good splits. Like, because yeah, he was the number one option like most of that. Yeah, he's he was like the number, that. Number one option most of those teams yeah. when it came late game. And then Devontae Graham. Yeah. He had a shaky year last year, but he's a guard he that can is. hit the three at a high clip. And then they still bring back Josh Hart as well. He'll probably he'll be the starter in Orleans, right? It'll probably be so. What's their lineup looking like? Graham, it'll be Alexander Walker. Probably be, uh, Graham. Is it? Oh yeah. And then Ingram, Zion, Valchino. They have that's, a very good. That's five. pretty good. Very good five. And I think they they're another team that went out and got what they needed and more shooting and more spacing for mm-hmm. Zion because now. Yeah. They have shooting at every position. They have shot creation yeah. and B.I., Zion, and Graham. They have a big inside, can be the anchor for them, can be a, a number two option at times when B.I. is struggling. And I'm just mm-hmm. – I'm very excited for what this team is doing. I think this team actually has a better future now than what they did, and they robbed the Hornets, in my opinion. They got Devontae Graham for a great deal, in my opinion. And then they got um, Valanciunas for a fucking steal. Yeah, rip, ripped off the Grizzlies. I have no idea. Grizzlies had probably the worst offseason. And then they right. traded for Rondo and Pat Bev when they flipped Ron, Pat Bev to get Culver, and they're probably going to just buy out Ron. I, I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea what's happening in Memphis. And then they're talking about trading Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks. I don't Okay, I guess. <laughs> what? What's Brooklyn have that you want? I don't know. Uh, so my last underrated team uh, is the – Denver Nuggets. Um, I realize now, though, that I said I thought they were going to underperform early, but so that like, I kind of contradict myself a little bit. So another team, like an honorable mention that I'll bump up because I hadn't really thought, I, um, is 
the uh, trying to think of another team here. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, you go first. You go first. I'm trying to think because I, I just realized now that I yeah I, yeah yeah threw me but off for a second. For me, it's Boston. I really like the lineup that they can run. They have so many different variations of what they could do. They can bring Schroeder off the bench, or they could start him. Marcus Smart is the perfect starting point guard, in my opinion, alongside Tatum and Brown, two guys that are going to demand the ball and take a good majority of the shots and have the ball in their hand 90% of the game. Al Horford, like you said, is getting up there in age, and you don't really like the pickup. But I love the pickup because he's played with them before. He's a stretch big that can do a little bit of everything. He can play make. He can grab rebounds for him. And Boston's desperately needed him back. Ever since they lost him, they've had that vacancy at the big man spot that they just haven't been able to fill. Yeah, and when you true. have somebody way more athletic than Al Horford, plug in Rob Will. And his care yeah. can give you some great minutes at the big man spot. They filled their big man void. Like five or six of them. Yeah. They got Dennis Schroeder. They filled their point guard void. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder dropped the bag, but Dennis Schroeder's still a great point guard. He's a good league. player worth a lot more than what he's making. Yes. And they got him for $5 million. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder is going to have a redemption tour year, I feel like. I think he's going to do great for Boston. And just the lineups that they could run, they could even run Schroeder, Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Horford. And then you still got Josh Richardson. Yes, you don't like Josh Richardson, but he's a serviceable backup. He's a serviceable backup, in my opinion. Somebody that is going to help their bench, which is very weak. They still have Peyton Pritchard, who I think should deserve minutes on this roster still. And they brought back Grant Williams. And I'm like, you have a lot of guys. Richard's probably earned himself almost backup point guard positions. They might have Schroeder play the two guard next to Pritchard and off the bench. Yeah. Because Pritchard's I, been hooping this offseason. Yeah. I like Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup and Pritchard off the bench. Pritchard can score. And he's a great ball handler. I think they're leaning towards starting smart at the one. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is they like smart, Brown, Tatum. Horford, uh, Williams. Uh, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad because I, I definitely think they paid they just paid Robert Williams. I think he they did. Start he should well. start. I think but he should. I don't like that because Al Horford is not a starting player in today's NBA, especially yeah. the power forward. That guy is a center. I think he. I think the lineup of Schroeder, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford is a lot better. And then you bring I, in. I'll one up. I'll one up you there, and I think a lineup of Schroeder, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Williams is their best lineup. Yeah, I can see that. I just think depending I, on who they're playing, I think Al Horford being able to shoot the ball is just going to help them. Yeah, they got That's, a lot of shot creation on that with the other four. Yeah, and Rob and Rob Williams, he's a rim protector. Like he, he's mm. he's good. He's I, good. I I will say about this Boston team is. They really need Marcus Smart to be consistent from three. Oh, yeah. If he can be absolutely. consistent from three at the two or the one spot, this Boston team, their ceiling just got a whole lot bigger if he can stay consistent from three. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. Um, I thought of an underrated team. They're underrated in not the traditional sense, but this is just a special shout-out to the Oklahoma City Thunder because what they are doing is so genius. It is – this is the process. But what <laughs> it was process what it, it was supposed to be. This is what it was supposed to be if Adam Silver hadn't like gone in and messed everything up and bringing in a Calangelo. He's letting Sam Presti do the process and it's working out beautifully. So they're gonna suck next year, probably. They're not gonna make the playoffs. Shea's gonna have a fantastic year because he's great. 
I love Evan Mobley. Or no, they didn't get Evan Mobley. Uh, well, actually, Josh Giddy. I like Josh. They Giddy. got Josh Giddy, who I love. I love Josh Giddy. I follow him uh, on TikTok. Dude is a clown. I like. Oh him. yeah. Yeah. He's Australian, so he's, yeah. he's automatically hilarious. Yeah, I, um, I think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a rough start, but I think I th- he'll eventually grow into it. Because he's, he's about, super. He's the youngest player in the draft. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Because think of Jaden Springer. I feel you got. They'll have like SGA, um, Lou Dor, Josh Giddy, Baisley. There is Baisley. That's who I was thinking. And then they Baisley. have um Derek Favors, who they're probably gonna flip for a first rounder because yeah. or just buy him out. Yeah. I think they could just have him go through the Chris Paul routine, have him play really solid minutes for in a championship team, and then just like us him. would go out and give a first round pick for Derek Favors because why not? We do that. Type you of can stuff. afford it. You yeah, we stuff. can afford to do that type of stuff. But I like that pick. Yeah, now we can hop into probably the most interesting. We know the Christmas Day games, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go over my dream ones that I wish I would rather plug in. All right, <clears throat> opening it up, Chicago Bulls versus the Boston Celtics, and I put at Chicago because I think a big part of Christmas games are where they are at. And I think the environment in Chicago versus Boston feels like it's a, the old Derrick Rose teams versus the big three Celtics days. Oh, I think that would be nostalgia. Uh, yeah, the nostalgia of that matchup would be insane. The next yeah. one is this new look Heat team versus the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. A rerun of the first round last year in Milwaukee. The next one, Nets and Lakers. I don't think we can get better than that, especially at the prime time of the day. And the next one, the Golden State Warriors versus the Portland Trail Blazers. Dame versus Curry on Christmas Day. Clay Thompson returning. And then the last game of the night, the playoff matchup we thought we were going to see until Terrence Mann's explosion. Phoenix Suns versus the Utah Jazz and Phoenix. I think that's later games. The only thing I might change is have Dallas play Phoenix at night because I feel like you got to have Luka on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, you got to. I think either Jazz or Mavs I wouldn't be mad with to play the Suns. Yeah, I got mine right here. Uh, I love all of those. Those are great. But your New York versus um, or not in New York, your Chicago versus Boston one inspired me to go New York versus Boston. Christmas New York versus Day. Boston. Christmas Think Day. Big, th- big three versus Carmelo. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the open it up at the mm-hmm. garden. Yep. Uh, then the Nets Lakers, that'd be prime time. Uh, yeah. Nets be- Lakers is prime time. Come yeah. On. Um, and then I want to see a Clippers versus Nuggets. Clippers versus love- Nuggets. Only reason I didn't put them on there is because they don't have Kawhi and the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray. And those are already two teams that didn't have the Christmas game slot. If we're in this, this is a dream world. So in a dream world, everyone's healthy. Oh, shit. In my mind, in my, in my, in my, let's just, I didn't really think of health. Oh, if we're, oh, dream. I can think of five just off the dome. You can keep going. Uh, I got Philly versus Milwaukee. Uh, they played Christmas two years ago, and it was a super electric game. It went mm-hmm. back and forth. I think Milwaukee is the better team and would wipe the floor with Philly in a seven-game series. But in just a one game, like Philly can give them trouble, and they play them well. So that's a fun watch. And then finally, uh, Mavs versus Suns, Luka versus Aiton, the one versus the three, just, mm-hmm. two, just two young stars battling it out, plus Devin Booker. Chris Paul can't, can't complain. Yeah. Now that you said healthy, I'm going to yeah. change a couple of them. 
I'm going to go instead of the Bulls. I'm going to go Boston versus Miami to open it up at Boston. Rematch of the conference finals from two years ago. Then I'm going to go Nets, Bucks, and Milwaukee. Rerun of this year's uh, playoffs. Then healthy, I'm going to go Warriors and Lakers. Then I'm going to go Suns and uh, Jazz or the Mavs. And then um, sleeper game that I think would be interesting to see. Luka versus Trey Young on Christmas Day in Atlanta. I think I like those it. two, I those like two that would be the game that's you know what? the show. I think I like that more than Mavs Suns. So how about the Suns for the Hawks? I the like Hawks. That. Or you could I, go shit. No, because because Luca and Trey got traded for each other. Yeah, I, I think Christmas Day is all about storylines. Yeah, so like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You gotta go Mavericks versus Hawks. Boston and um Heat have a storyline. Um mm-hmm. Bucks and Nets have a storyline. Lakers Warriors are would be the biggest storyline. And then Hawks and Mavs would be an insane yeah. game, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'll say one more thing before we wrap it up. One more topic we could go over. Yeah. Which team has the most pressure on this upcoming season? I've got four. In four. no particular order, mm-hmm. I've got four teams that all the four-way tie for the most pressure on them. That's Philly. Yeah. For so many obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn and both LA teams. Okay. okay. But I oh I keep forgetting that Kawhi Leonard is hurt. So if Kawhi Leonard is isn't is health is not healthy and he takes more time off, then just need they're not under no pressure. If they don't have Kawhi, they're not going to win. And they but, they made the conference finals last year, and they're yeah. still going to be a playoff team. So. If Kawhi's he- healthy, Kawhi, they got a ton of pressure. No, no Kawhi, no pressure. Because I feel the like, Lakers, they got a ton of pressure. I feel like the most, yeah. They don't Clippers for me don't have the most pressure on them anymore is because no. if they have Kawhi Leonard, they win the chip that year. This year, yeah, in my I, opinion. I think they beat the Suns in convincing five, six games with healthy Kawhi. And then I think they beat the Bucks in like a tough seven. I keep forgetting that Kawhi's hurt. So yeah, uh Clippers, no, not a lot of pressure. I'll but. go Lakers. I think Golden State has a solid amount of pressure on them. I don't think you guys are under any pressure until you get Clay Thompson back. Yeah. And even then, I don't see you guys having a lot of pressure anyway because you you did your dynasty. Like, don't I? I personally, I don't think I'm not expecting another Golden State dynasty. Oh no, I'm not either. I think we we would be lucky to get one more mm-hmm. ring. One. Yeah. I think I think we can go ring. and get one more ring with Curry. I yeah. think we can do that. As long as you have Curry, you got a shot. Yeah. My next team is. The Suns. I'm going to say the Suns have a mm. lot of pressure on them because they just gave Chris Paul the bag. And I think that they don't want to be how Miami was a fluke because the Lakers were hurt and Denver was hurt and the Clippers were hurt. And I don't think they want to have that under their name, but they have a lot of pressure is because they paid Chris Paul a lot of money to hope he stays healthy. I think that's why they have a lot of pressure on them this year. Definitely. Yeah, I... I don't know. They're just outside of Chris Paul. They are so young. Yeah, I understand and that, but they don't want to. They did have give Chris Paul a fat yeah. contract. Four years. So I, see, I was thinking three. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. I would so. say that's just that's more pressure on Chris Paul, not the Suns. Just yeah. to stay healthy. Portland. The, for, Portland? You said Portland? Yeah, Portland for they obvious reasons. They could. They got it. Like I said, they, I, I don't see them making the playoffs and they could lose Dame at fucking the trade deadline. 
they mess around. They, they really could. If they're not in the playoff picture at the trade deadline, Philly's definitely going to be like, mm-hmm. uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Another team that I would put on there is the Heat. The Heat have a lot to they have a lot to prove after what they pulled last year in the playoffs. That's true. They pulled up a stinker performance in the playoffs, and I think they've got a lot to prove. But honestly, there's not really a bunch of teams with a lot of pressure on them. I guess you could say New Orleans needs to kind of make a playoff push because of Zion, but they don't really need to. They don't have the same pressure. Like there's some teams that have pressures to win. There are some teams that have pressures to make the second round. There are some teams that have pressure to lose and get the Mm -hmm. first pick. So each team, each team is the you know their own goals. Their own but pressure. I think a Pelicans just need to win. Zion's they, on his way out. Yeah, like, they just need to win. Family, I think it's perfect, perfect example is Portland's pressure versus New Orleans pressure. New Orleans pressure is just making the playoffs, winning games convincingly, being consistent, being a good team. If they don't get swept in the playoffs, I'm chalking the season up to success. Like they win yeah. one game. Yeah. They're, that's a championship. And I think if they were to play a team in the playoffs, they could get one game with Zion and B.I. Yeah. 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 And but Portland, Portland's pressure is conference finals, tough, tough seven game second round exit or the fucking finals. Or yeah. Damian Lillard is probably gone because they didn't make any roster moves to make him want to stay there even more. Yeah. And that, se- that second round loss has to be to like, the next champions and it has to be like a Kawhi. It would have to be the fight. Lakers, Warriors, or like the, the Philly Raptors. Yeah. Like something series like that. kind of thing where the, it was down to literally the last second. Yeah. Cause I just I feel bad for Damian Lillard, man. I don't he chose to say that he could have went out a bunch Philly was not hiding it that they're interested. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm saying I don't feel bad for him. Same with Bradley Bill. And I I'll they say sit in their mediocrity. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll say one more team before we wrap it up. All right. Chicago. Really? I think, I think they're under no pressure. They, I, got, I, they got four years, right? Yeah, I will put them just under pressure for this year because our friend Tyler has been saying <laughs> Bulls basketball has been unwatchable for these stretches of years. And this is more for the fans for having pressure on their team. That's true. Because y'all have been asking for free agents to come. Y'all have been asking to make roster moves for years. You guys AD, haven't been. AD yeah. is coming when LeBron retires. Book it. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I'm just saying, y'all been asking for this. This is it. Zach, this is, Lonzo, Demar, Boos. Like, this is the best team you guys are. Shit, this is the best team y'all going to have in the next 30 fucking years, probably. Yeah. Honestly. This so is... that's that's why I would say they're their fans are on pressure because they don't want this team point. to flop and just be in a oh they got just good enough to they were the 11 seed last year they just got good enough to be the 10 seed this year yeah. something like that someone's where like nothing works out they just no. people get hurt and shit like that fans are expecting them to make the playoffs at least yeah and they should they should mm-hmm. but we're ready to wrap it up there yeah it's a good spot all right thank you guys for tuning into the barrel talk podcast hope you see you tune in the future episodes Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Barrel Talk Podcast. Stay up to date with future and upcoming episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Barrel Talk Pod. And our podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor and all the other podcasting networks out there. Hope to see you tune in to future episodes.